What is up, guys? Episode four, talking with Tonka, the infamous DJ Montana. What's up, man? What's up? I'm infamous. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he hey. almost didn't make it here. He got lost like six times. Yeah, it's 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 a whole thing here in the Maniunk. Yeah, it's, I'm definitely in the cut. Uh, if you heard the previous episodes, people had a hard time finding my crib. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's definitely uh, interesting. And I don't know. Uh, so apparently, the uh, the story behind the street was at the end of the street. It was a yarn factory. Yeah, or some. I don't know why they would need a big ass factory for yarn, but all the people that worked at that factory that worked on the you know the big machines and everything lived uh, in these ten houses. Okay, so that was like part of like I guess their uh, their I guess their like, contract. They got a house down here if they like produced yarn. <laughs> yeah, it it, it's, it seems like it was like an afterthought. They're like, oh, we could use some houses here. Yeah, know, so. <laughs> they're like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely interesting. Um, but I appreciate you coming out. Yeah, thank you for having me. No problem, man. Yeah. So let's dive right into it. So um, your DJ, father, what else is going on? What else you got? Uh, I, gee, uh, marathon runner, I guess. Yeah, so um, I was gonna, I was gonna, I, we were going to dive into that as well because uh, me and you talk about fitness every time. Every, yeah. Pretty much, pretty much I, think, I think it's every day your comment, you should run further, longer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, homeowner, two home, I, I, I am investor. I uh, um, I own a property in South Philly, so I'm a nice. Land, I, I'm a landlord. Oh man! Is, so I've I've uh, owned that property for like 15 years plus. Like I've been renting it out for a couple of years now. Yeah, for sure. Um, Did you live there first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I lived there for, gosh, uh, 13 years. Okay. Yeah. Like right out of college. Oh, no, nice. Actually, not right out of college. Like a little bit after. So. When'd you graduate college? 2002 oh okay yeah <laughs> so a little bit after me i was i was oh, actually i graduated high school i won yeah. <laughs> i got some years on you yeah, yeah. for sure but yeah. uh that's actually what i'm trying to do with this place is i bought i was renting here for 12 years yeah well i've been here 12 years i was renting for like seven and then i bought it off my landlord right and my goal is to fix it up do a bunch of renovations to it and then rent it out and go get something else and use this as my investment rental property and then yeah i will be a landlord so maybe i'll come to you for some advice yeah um actually ryan dorsey was a big help with that um when uh, my wife and i were like looking to move to new jersey where we're living now yeah uh, we were going to sell it and he's like you own it outright right i'm like yeah i do so at that point he's like just you know put some money in it fix it up and he's like rent it out and this yeah. is you know around the time where covid was you know you know had us locked down and everything and you know, we, we just reinvested in the house, fixed it up real nice, yeah. put it on the market, and we got it rented out for, like, way more than we thought we could. Yeah, and, now and that's, that's what's nuts yeah. now, man. It's yeah. like, I feel like everything nowadays is just, like, skyrocketing. Everything. It's nuts. Yeah. Sorry, I want to adjust your volume a little bit. Okay. Um, so, um, so was that a hard transition for you, like, having to deal with, like, like getting landlord, like, uh, rent tenants in there? I mean, uh, we... we uh... We worked with a company. I worked with a, a company that helped actually vet tenants, and um, they did video and photos. Oh, and, wow. And everything. Okay. They did background checks on people. Oh, so you so, didn't really do anything. I, I mean, I, I barely had to do anything, and they yeah. only took one month rent. So, it, you know, wow. the process was I'm definitely going to be reaching out to yeah, you yeah. I'm ready to do that. <laughs> yeah. And they, they did awesome uh, video and everything. So, Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, how long have you been DJing for? Uh, I started in college. I didn't take it like as seriously until I was out of college. Okay, and then and then that's when I 
I got more into it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'd say, well, I'm 43. So about 25 years. Okay. Damn. Yeah. You're, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm probably like 17. Yeah, eighteen years. So yeah, you got a couple years on me every way yeah. around. It seems like yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I say I say seriously, I've been doing it about. And you do some cool shit too, like yeah. you like that that one festival. I see. I call it a festival. Basically, yeah, it, it, it's become a festival. Yeah. So when when Jason and I started doing it, it was you know small. Um, they only had like one act. Yeah. And it was like, and they did stuff offsite, and you know they did like you know smaller events. Yeah. Um. But then as it's grown, it's become like this like three day festival with like multiple acts. So, oh yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Um, just so uh, yeah. to make to make people aware, right. it's uh, for a business called Power, right? Yes. Yeah. And they Power barely, Home Remodeling. Yeah. So they barely put they put on this like crazy performance. Like I think last the last one you just did had Zed. Yeah, Zed, Swedish House Mafia, Bruno Mars. Yeah. What's it like opening up for those people? It, amazing. I I mean it's it's kind of surreal. You know, you kind of just look. You're like, you know, you started DJing. You know, for you know your fraternity in college, and, yeah. And now you're just opening the big stage for these big artists, and it's kind of that's amazing. Yeah, it's I it, can't even imagine what that feels it's, like. <laughs> yeah, it's, and you're like, wow, I, I really get to do, I get paid to do this. Like, yeah, this that's is, insane. Because yeah. like, um, I you know, shout out to Jason Weiss. I I seen yeah. I seen him, uh, him and you do. I think I've been following you guys, you know, for up teen years or whatever it is. Yeah. But you guys, it seems like every year it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Like yeah, um, and I see the hype around it now. It's yeah, nuts. You know, as we've we were lucky enough. You know, uh, Barry Van Doren, our our good friend, he's actually in uh, San Diego with Jason right now. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Uh, he hooked us up with uh, with Power. You know, when they were like a smaller group, and as the company's grown, like they've just taken us along for the ride. That's which awesome. Is, like, and that's what you yeah. know. A lot of people don't understand is like relationships, man. That's yeah. like. That's how anybody gets anywhere. Like, yeah. Like I know. I I don't know if you heard the podcast I was on with uh, DJ Kev. With yeah, the yeah. I, I I listen to all three. Yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a fan. Yeah, I, follow. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I was talking about how I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the relationships I made throughout my life. Yeah. Right. So, uh, let's take the Phillies for instance. Right. If I didn't, if I didn't know DJ Nye, he would have never yeah. brought me on board. Exactly. You know I mean? So it's, it's crazy. But so, and that that relationship that I had with Barry, like mm. that's because he was the door guy. At Public House. Oh, snap. So. I remember you booked me at Public House once. Yeah. <laughs> once yeah, or twice. <laughs> yeah. And that's because of Nick Albader. Right. 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 So we'll, I'll, we'll get we'll get into that later. Yeah. I, have a, I have a question about that, too. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, so Barry, like, obviously, Barry's the door guy at Public House. Yeah. And um, obviously, like, you know, you work at a place, like, all the time. You know, you become friends with people. Yeah. And Barry... You know, one day was walking in the street and I got done a gig and he was with like one of the girls from Power that does does the events. He's like, "Oh, Becca, this is Montone, one one of the best DJs in the city. You got to come here." And she's like, "Yeah, right." And this was like years ago. Wow. And she's like, "Oh, well, you know, she came and heard my one party, Dayload. So this was years ago when Dayload was like a real, like yeah. one of the most popular parties at the time. Banger. Yeah. I was a she came to Dayload." <laughs> And then the rest was history. Yeah. Like, she's like, oh, okay. Then, like, you're coming to Mexico. I'm like, what? <laughs> you're like, all right. Uh, like, okay. <laughs> say less, fam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, say less. I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. So. That's insane, man. It's crazy who you meet and where they take you. Yeah. You know, and it's like how you mentioned my friend, uh, Nick Albader. That's a mutual friend of ours. Like, yeah. he brings me, he brought me along to so many, so much cool stuff, man. And I got to meet, like, Jeremy Macklin, Fletcher Cox, right. like, um, uh, 
Turkaloo from you know he, he I think he was playing on Orlando at the time. Um, like he met, introduced me to all these athletes, and now I'm friends with them, which right. is crazy. Like um, I'm not a huge Eagles fan, as a lot of people know, but. I've yeah. currently been, you know, working a lot of Eagles you, games. You got no choice now. Yeah, I don't have a choice now. I'm yeah. kind of in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, so I, I, I try to wear the like I don't wear just a random guy's jersey, right? So yeah. I wear I wear a Macklin jersey. Yeah. Everybody, you he's know, a good, he's a good dude. Yeah, he's a great dude. Yeah, yeah. And I just got one of his Reebok jerseys from when he was first drafted onto the team. Yeah, yeah. and it's an actual game official jersey like it's heavy that's how you yeah. know it's like the yeah. real deal right so i had to get it hemmed right because it's like down to my kneecaps <laughs> and i got a pair of iversons to match it and everything and everybody's like yeah where'd you get that jersey i was like you'll never guess ebay 40 dollars <laughs> and then it cost me 35 dollars to get it hemmed <laughs> so it's like a 70 dollars jersey i might as well just bought a hundred dollar nike at that point but <laughs> amazing but it's funny like i like i said it's like where who you meet and where they take you is just like yeah. unreal right so yeah uh i think it was my it was my birthday last year. It just happened to be near right near my birthday. I went to the Eagles Raiders game in Vegas uh, with Nick, and he knows everyone everywhere. Yeah. So we go to Vegas, right? I meet up with them. He knows, you know, the the concierge at the Aria, and I'm like, bro, like, who are you? Sometimes I'm like, I've known this dude like 10, 12 years, and I'm like, who are you? So we get to the game. We, right. we get to the Allegiant Stadium. We get there. He goes, yeah, I got a surprise for everybody. I'm like, what? He takes us to the side entrance, right, of the stadium. Right. Takes us below the stadium. Like, we're going underground, right? I'm like, where are we going? It starts getting, like, real fancy looking. Like, I have my camera out the whole time, like, video on this. I was like, where is he taking us? We walk into the nightclub in the end zone. Okay. It's fucking wild, man. <laughs> like. I've seen, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I have a video. You, you literally walk in, like, it's all painted, like flat black with right. the Raiders logos every now and then. Then you walk into this black marble room. Yeah. And with like these crazy white LEDs as a DJ playing. It wasn't it wasn't Espinosa. It's like his opener. And it was crazy, man. Espinosa's good people. I met, actually met him in San Francisco. Oh, really? Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. met him. Yeah, yeah I would yeah, love yeah. to meet him because uh, his yeah, set, yeah. he played a set. He plays like a, I want to say like a 45-minute set when people are like walking in. Okay. But because we were in that nightclub, we were allowed to be there like two hours before the game. Yeah. So I'm like, also, I'm like, why are we walking in here so early? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So he gets us wristbands and hooks us up. And he got us hooked up with a box, a luxury box upstairs because it was like Macklin's boy or something. I was like, this is crazy. And I was like, I'm with all these dudes that have all this money. And I'm like, it's just a broke DJ. So I'm like, I can't afford anything. He's, they're like, nah, just throw up like what, what you can. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> like, well, I'm literally standing on the field for the whole first quarter of the game. I'm like, this is nuts at all because Nick knows this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. Nick, just Nick knows people. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy, man. And that you know that was going off your point is like what, you never know who you're gonna meet. Like you met that guy from Power because he was the door guy and he introduced you to her and then she loves you and it's yeah. like that's all she wrote. Yeah. You know? So you just ran what? How many marathons is this for you? Not two. I, I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to balance like the the running schedule with. Uh, the DJ life because yeah. most marathons happen on Sundays and you know, you're supposed to, you know, take the weekend off and not stand and, you know, work yeah. late hours when you're, <laughs> and when you gotta wake up at, you know, you know, marathons usually start at like six, seven in the morning and you know, you're just getting home. <laughs> exactly. You know, it, it's, it's a whole thing for a marathon too. Yeah. So, so what's yeah. the training process like for that? Just in case people are well, interested in doing something like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, you know, the first one I kind of did on a whim, um, it was uh, I was listening to an audio book, okay, uh, and I was coming back from uh, CL. I was 
I was going, you know, I work in at the OD. Yeah. And um and on the way, obviously listening to music on the way home, long drive from, you know, back <laughs> yeah. to Awful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hate that I drive prefer. so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why I bought. We had smooth got a house yeah. this year. So that's why my wife bought me a Tesla. So yeah, yeah. Sh- shout out to my wife. Um, that's now. Now we have two because she she loved mine so much. So <laughs> it drives itself. You don't yeah, have to worry yeah, about falling exactly. asleep. Um, but uh, I was listening to David Goggins' first book, and he mm. talked about commitment. Okay. And um, and the one part that hit me was like, wow, I never committed to doing a marathon. And at that point I only ran like a half marathon and that was like years ago. Yeah. So I literally got home at like four in the morning and I had looked at when the Philly marathon was and it saw, I saw that it was three months out. So I was like, Oh, I could do this. Yeah. So I, I committed to doing the marathon. So I did it in a three month time period. And I, the first one I did, that was two years ago. I did it in four Oh eight, which was, I wanted to get around four hours, which yeah. I mean, it was fine. Um, you had to run constantly for four hours? I did. But I was like, it was fine. I was like just over like a nine-minute mile. Yeah. This this time I put in four months of work, which was like something every day. So it's either like you're doing strength training or you're doing like a recovery run yeah. or like a long run. You could do you do one long run a week and you're building that up every time. And then, then like yeah. every so often you do like a taper week. But every day you're doing something. Right. And then – um, you know, you you work your way up, and then all of a sudden, you, you, the most you do is like twenty a twenty two miler. You do like a couple twenty milers in there. Yeah, yeah. And this time around, I did it my uh marathon in three fifty one. So I cut like you know, a lot of time. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Kind of, yeah. Good for you, man. So that's my crazy. my next goal would be to do it in like three thirty to three twenty. So is that something like, um, when you're running and you see someone like running faster than you or like slower than you, like, are you trying to pace other people? Or are you just running at your no, own pace? No, you got, you can't, you can't let any, you, you can't let anybody else, you know, deter, you know, determine like how you're going to run. You got to run right. your own race. Yeah. And that's, and it, and there's so many different factors. I, you know, being in a race, I, anybody that does run, it's so wild because, you know, you have so much going on, especially at the start of the race, the yeah. crowd, I mean, you know, at being especially like you know us being DJs too. Yeah, you have so much going on. You have, yeah. you know, people cheering you on. Yep. You, you have like people booing you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you people booing you. You play yeah. the wrong song. Yeah, but no, you know, you have people hyping you up. But then you might have like three hours left. You're like, crap. I don't want to shoot my load down. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. I know yeah. I have my, how much time I have. You get yeah. into like a you get into a room like bar stool. You get yeah. into a room like Wicked Wolf. You know, yeah. you you don't. You know how much time you have, and you can't. You got to pace yourself, and it's the same thing with like a marathon. You gotta, right. you gotta just pace yourself, and you know how much time you have. I have actually. This is a good segue uh, back to DJing because right. you just brought up a great point that me and Nine and uh, I think Smooth were talking about these new these places now. People are going out a lot earlier, right? So, right. Uh, for the younger DJs that are listening, what advice would you give to them walking into a place like? Bar store, Wicked Wolf, when we're no, or even, um, I see they open a little later, but like these shifts start at nine o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. So like recently, because of the you know the playoff games and like basketball games that are on right before you start, the the place is packed at eight thirty. So what advice would you give to a younger DJ that's walking into that room and gets very overwhelmed and just go? He doesn't know what to do because he's like, I have a five hour gig. What, what, am I just going to play bangers right off the rip? No, it. I mean, you could play old school bangers like there's there's are there are ways 
of playing hits that are not current. Like, yeah. And I think that's still true to today. Like, you could still, like, when I was an opener at Haven, and I was a habitual opener at Haven, like, and I and I barely, like, every now and then I got the headline. Yeah. But that was, like, some of my favorite times were to, to open. Yeah. Because I would make it a point to just crush it when I open. Yeah. And I would search how to open with energy. And you just need energy. You need to hit the songs at the right times. Right. And whatever were hits, like, and you know what are the top songs, just right. stay away from it. How would you open for yourself? Right. Without playing, you know, without, like, sh- you know, like shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, yeah, And that's exactly. the best way to do it. And then yeah. just give it energy and play, and don't slow play it. Like, yeah. play more songs. Right. That, that's how I would do it. So are you playing, um, like, two, uh, you know, two choruses out yeah or i'm playing like one chorus like it depends like i i i you know it it depends on the song like sometimes i'm just playing like a chorus and i'm out yeah 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 for sure so like so my advice to someone going into that gig is just like how you're saying you don't look at anybody else you just pace yourself yeah so you you i mean you're i'm throwing in those like 80s 90s bangers for like the first from nine to ten i'm not I'm not working my you, way up. I'm not giving you anything new. Like I'm, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to feel out the crowd too. At right. the same yeah. time, I'm, exactly. all, I'm also seeing what you're reacting to. Is it like hip hop? Is it reggae? Is it right. house? Like right. what? Is it pop? Like what? What are you more into? And then I'm kind of like working around that. Yeah. And then you know working with that genre. Yeah. Too. If I'm gonna be honest, even I, you know, I've been, you know, I think DJing. I don't even. I I can't even guess. I think I want to say it's like 17 years or something, but. That still overwhelms me now going into these places and it's mob. Yeah, absolutely. At nine o'clock, I'm like, oh Jesus! Like sometimes I'm it like, it could be overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So like, perfect example: is shenanigans at CIO. Eight to nine is that Disney happy hour bullshit, right? <laughs> On Saturdays, right? So like, I start at nine and I'm like telling Chuck McHugh, uh, shout out to Chuck. Uh, yeah. I always tell him, yo, can you keep playing because they love this Disney shit and I don't have any on my computer because I refuse to play it. <laughs> so uh, he's like, nah, man, it, the mix is over in like seven minutes. You got to start. I'm like, okay, no problem. So I get on first song I play. If it's not like a Katy Perry sing along or something, I'm getting booed. Like if it's not a sing along, I'm getting booed immediately. And it's it sucks because you're there for another five four hours and fifty eight minutes. So it's <laughs> it's got to be something that they know, right? Yeah. And it's crazy, man. And like you know how Seattle is, so like Seattle yeah. has that like changeover. So from like yeah, uh, just for people don't know, like there's a there's a club in Seattle called Shenanigans where after I think after ten thirty you can't wear beach attire, right? So like oh really? Yeah, they, so they people, have that dress code there. Yeah, so people will come for that no shower happy hour. Well, OD they don't. They don't care. Yeah. So like if you're in a tank, I can't even wear a tank top when I'm DJing. Right. And I'm like hot. I'm like sweating. I bring like two shirts when I DJ there. So uh, I think it's about like 1030. Everybody, everybody that's like wearing a beach shower has to leave. They, they really tell you. Yeah. They tell me I can't wear a tank top. It's crazy. I walked in with a tank top one day and the owner was like, you got to put a shirt on. I was like, okay. Even if I go to Dead Dog next door, they made me put a collar shirt on. Dead Dog, I, I mean, they, they've always been like, yeah, that, yeah. You know, but like, yeah, they kick people out. If they're wearing beach attire at a certain time, and then you have a changeover, right? So you yeah, have yeah. like a dead point. You have a dead point. Where there's like yeah, just yeah. the bar. People were at the bar at that point because yeah, everybody yeah. on the dance floor was in the beach attire, so they had to leave. Right, right. And it's like, all right, I get a little bit of a break, but not really. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. But so those younger DJs that are listening, make sure you pace yourself. Don't be playing bangers like off the rip because no one wants to hear that because you can't replay them. Would you replay a song no. in a five-hour set? No. Unless uh, 
Unless somebody paid. pays me very well. Yeah. Or like me then. I know I, I refuse to replace Or then like called for, but like no, I I hate that. Yeah. I really don't. Like, yeah. I hate that too. It's like, like the the only song I'm like replaying like back to back right now is like the Uzi song. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanna rock. But um just wanna rock. But uh yeah, that that that's about it. Because the song's so short. It's it's like I wanna I wanna say it's like, it's like two minutes. It's literally on the button, like two oh one or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. And I was telling you how I remix it live now with yeah. Mr. Brightside and yeah. I just like loop, I wanna rock. Uh I just want to rock or whatever it is, yeah, like yeah. that eight bar verse. And then he, it's not really a verse. He's just repeating yeah. himself. But I, I put that Mr. Brightside behind it. And I, every time I play it, it gets more and more hype. Yeah. Like people just love it. And especially at places that don't want you to play hip hop, right? Because yeah. they still consider that hip hop. You know, it's it's not just right. a beat. But yeah, yeah. So, literally, it's just a beat. But it sounds so good in nightclubs that have really good subs. Oh, my gosh. It, it sounds, sounds great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like some places, you know, like that don't have good sounds. It doesn't sound that great. But. So there's a lot of places, especially in Philly, is like you can't play too. They don't want you in that hip hop bag too long. So that's why I started. I find that weird. But, I, you, know. I, you know, I mean, you know, I don't get it either. Fights start with house music as well. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I've seen fights break out with Madonna. Yeah, and, it doesn't matter. Alcohol's involved. They'll fight over anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I've been I've been mixing a lot more rock in my sets because yeah. you know what I mean it gets you you gets you into playing hip hop more. You know, especially we can get in and out of in yeah. and out of records. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean that's that's great. I I love the way like certain bands play down the shore, like yeah. Go Go Gadget in particular, like because they're they're in and out of songs and they'll do like rock and hip hop. They do like their Power Hour. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So it's quick too. Yeah, which I love. So like that's why that's why I've always loved them. They're, they've always been one of my favorite bands because they do kind of like my style where they're in and out of stuff like yeah for quick. sure so yeah and they do like rock and hip-hop and yeah i love that man and i and i and i feel like you know because uh, i was inspired a lot by you know, like jazzy jeff and like am and all these yeah. dudes and like a lot of their open format sets i even heard jeff yeah. play you know he he would drop like uh hell's bells and stuff and stuff in his early sets like yeah random acd acdc records and like especially am hmm. You know, I was just listening. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen. He would drop yeah. Dolly Parton records, man. Yeah. I'm like, that is ballsy. Yeah, like, I don't like. I was listening to one from Rain Nightclub at the gym like two weeks ago, and it's it ends with a Dolly Parton record. I'm like, man, you got balls, bro. That's like 1:30 in the morning, and you're dropping Dolly Parton. People are probably yeah. looking at you like that's yeah. like prime. That that's like everybody's tuned up and everybody's just you know. Yeah, so that's normally my it. like. So if I'm being honest, like between twelve thirty and one thirty, that's when I'm dropping a lot of my like punk rock, like punk rock sing along records. Yeah, because people are all tuned up. Yeah, they're, like, they they're, they're ready for it. Yeah, and and if you you know if you got a good crowd. Oh yeah, yeah. you. Uh, so where was I at? Where I was like, this is gonna be ballsy, and I was like, I don't think they're gonna like it, and they wanted up liking it, but yeah. Um, I was sporting social this past Sunday. I looked at my friend Ben. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I should play this, and he's like. He's like, I don't know. He's like, they're pretty drunk. So I was like, all right, I'll try it. So I dropped um, All Time Below, Dear Marie, Count Me In, right? Right, right. And, you know, it's a it's a pretty mixed crowd, you know what I mean, diverse. And people started screaming it. Even people I didn't even think would know the song. That's and I amazing. was like, awesome. That's a, that's a great feeling. Yeah, it is, man. It's like, there's now, not, there's nothing like it. Now, what do you follow it up with? Because uh, then are you like in shock? You're like, oh, that worked. Yeah. Oh, so crap. No, I think <laughs> I, I only played like... I only play like a minute of it, okay. if I'm being honest. But um, that's like 90 beats per minute. Did you have a record ready? Yeah. Like just so in case, I just like, I had yeah, I yeah. love rock and roll ready. Okay, okay, that's yeah, like always yeah. my backup yeah, record because yeah. everybody knows that record. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't remember. I think I went into like Amabee. That's your feel safe. You're like, yeah, yeah, I had that queued up, but I think I had Amabee like parked right behind it. 
That, that's because, for the young DJs, just in case the record fails. Yeah, have something in your prepare folder at all times. Yeah, um, but exactly. I think I played Amabi because it has a, a yeah. so that yeah. will go anything with if you do like a reverb out with like yeah. a little bit of a thing, it will go with anything. So yeah. I played that like directly after because I was like, this this might bomb. Because, <laughs> but and that's also younger DJs will make sure if like you have a bomb record that might bomb like this one's 90 beats per minute and then Nama B is like 92 so like that's a mixable record right, right might not be even perfect key I don't think I don't know what the keys of those records are off the top of my head but yeah and that's another thing too I got uh <laughs> I gave this one uh, uh, uh DJ finesse Brad I came a little slack because uh because he was he mixed two records together and he posted a picture of it one was 1a one was 11a I was like whoa it's <laughs> like it's a little <laughs> It's a little out there. One one A. It's pretty close in the spectrum because of the way it goes around. One A kind of goes with everything. I feel like. Yeah, but he was like, um, uh, it was like a, it was, uh, I think it was um, Scooter's remix of Dreams and Nightmares and the Eagles fight song. So it was like the way he did it. Scooter made a remix. Yeah, Dreams and Nightmares. Yeah, it's like it's like a house beat or something. I want to say it was Scooter that made it. Whoa! Because uh, he played the scooter. Was, was it a Segway? Yeah, yeah, it might have been. <laughs> I think it was. Uh, I want to say it was. Uh, yeah, scooters. Uh, he has an Eagles fight song. It's like a okay kind of trappy Baltimore club ish thing. I love it. That's the only one I play. And then there was another. Um, he. I want to say it's like a house version of Dreams of Nightmares or some shit. <laughs> it's like a very club friendly version. I, okay. I don't play it because I hate that fucking song, man. No, I know. We we talked about this. Yeah, so my, but I, I think I think the Uzi song might replace it this year, which is like I I hope so. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll I'll make an edit for everybody that's four minutes, <laughs> so we don't have to reloop it. <laughs> yeah. But um, so when the Eagles won the other night, <laughs> Monto looks at me and goes, "I'm about to play your favorite song." I'm like, please don't, <laughs> please don't, please don't do it. <laughs> I played that song so much a few years ago. What was that 2018? And I played that song so much, and I was like, "This sucks." Like, like I got tired of it. I mean, yeah, I I was tired of it before, like the Eagles won the Super. And I yeah. listen, I love I love the. He birds. talks about being a Miami Heat fan, and that's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what is what is what is wrong with this picture? Like, Me- Meek is like a whole thing. It's just like, yeah, it's just whatever. So, yeah. uh, was it uh, well, Sunday night? I'm trying to get home from winston right. right it took me an hour and a half oh my god yeah because everything was shut down yeah everything so these guys uh, had like a big suburban with a trailer full of speakers breast in that song all meek songs you know little uzi so you were just stuck behind them well no they were going up the pa- the the opposite traffic oh, to get around me and then they got stuck so i was just the music, the speakers, just blasting in my face for like forty five minutes. You're like, this is my hell. This is literally my hell. I just left. <laughs> I, I just left the loud nightclub. I don't want to be in another one. <laughs> like, so because um, you've been DJing a lot longer than me, and um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about. It. No, it's not. It is what it is, man. So I'm you, I'm I'm very lucky to, uh, you know, I, I've accepted. I've I've gone through like you know the ebbs and flows of it, and. Um, I, I'm very lucky to still be relevant, you know, yeah. and still, you know, get the opportunities that I I'm have. Gra- I'm grateful for that every yeah. day, man. So, uh, no, I'm, 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 I can't, I, I can hide from it, but I'm, I'm very, very happy to, yeah. to still be with like awesome people and still have the opportunities that I have. Yeah. So, so yeah. uh, where I was going with that is, uh, how long have you been a full time DJ? Uh, so been married 13 years, been full time 15 years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was full time for a while. I want to say 
close to 10 years. And then I, uh, 2019, I got my first like full, I always had a part-time job right, yeah, just to keep my like resume active in case, you know, God forbid DJing didn't work out. Yeah. And I was, you know, doing multiple different things. It doesn't matter. But, right. um, in 2019, I randomly got offered a job as a technology coordinator at a charter school. My buddy was working at, they needed somebody. They actually interviewed me to be a teacher, a technology teacher. No be, way. Yeah. Cause I had a part-time job. I was, um, Kind of a teacher. Um, I would so basically, I worked in this technology lab in the Bucks County Community College, right? Okay. And this technology lab was primarily based for nursing students and people that didn't really know how to video edit or do anything in Photoshop. Right. So they would come to my lab and I would literally show them how to start the project after they had all their information gathered. But that's another story. But I would show them how to basically video edit uh, or, you know, manipulate pictures and stuff like that. So I was basically teaching, you know what I mean, at college it was crazy so my buddy was like yo they're looking for like someone like you but to teach kids and i was i always kind of wanted to be a teacher i was like teaching people new things um so i was like all right i'll go in and interview you know so i interviewed and i was like she's like well um you don't have any teaching experience would you be interested in the technology coordinator you just take care of her computers update them to sign i was like yeah so they were like um let's hire you for that and i was like all right and then he called me like a week later and they were like hey um uh, after talking with the other principals and stuff like that, we think you would be a really good fit to be the technology teacher. And I was like, oh, shit. Do I really want to teach kindergartners through seventh grade? So I was like, all right, cool. Is the pay the same? Like, no, it's more money. So I was like, all right, bet. Like, I was like, yeah, I don't need a cert- certification or nothing. They're like, no, you'd be like a long-term sub or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. I'll try it. You know what I mean? What's the year of my life? So I got no direction. I was just I actually just told the story yesterday. Uh, and I was like, I never wrote a lesson plan. I never did any of these things. And they needed all this stuff due in like a month. And I was like, emailing my now boss. And I was like, hey, I've never really done this before. Can you give me like direction? I'm like looking online and I'm like, yeah. I want to make sure the format is correct. I don't want to redo it because it's like 12 pages. And um, no one was helping me, man. Like no really? one. Yeah. Like no one was reaching back. It was summer. Yeah, I mean, these people are off for two months. So they're like, they're probably not checking their email, you know? So, like, I'm, like, two weeks away from starting. Nothing done. I was, like, sweating. Maybe three weeks. And I called, I, I called her at this point. I'm, like, hey, like, this, I don't think this is going to work out. Like, can I just be the technology coordinator? Because I was, like, I'm I, very overwhelmed. Like, I don't, like, I've taught college kids, but I never taught kindergarten through eighth. And, like, right. I was, like, I don't know how to write a lesson plan. I don't know how to do any of these things. She's, like, no, no, it's fine. Like, if you want to just be the technology coordinator, that's fine. I was, like, thank you. I did that. <laughs> I was like, I'll just do that. You yeah. know, and I, I loved it. It was so much fun. And then I was actually better off because these kids were awful. Like, they're just bad kids. <laughs> they're just really? bad. Like, fight. They would fight women teachers. And stuff. It was bad. It was, wow. it was, it was in, intense. I mean, I definitely made the right choice. But I left there. And then, because uh, they wouldn't give me a raise, they made me a manager. I had to bring in, I brought in Jimmy Six. He, I had employed him for a little while and another buddy of mine. And they wouldn't give me a raise. Uh, University of Penn offered me like 14 grand more than I was making. So I left there and went to University of Penn and then I hated it. And then the Phillies, I got the Phillies call and I was like, all right, I'm about to be a full-time DJ again. Like, fuck it. You know what I mean? That's amazing. Yeah. Work yeah. life is just not for me. <laughs> like day, nine to five is not for me. Yeah. I, you it's know, funny how the world just kind of pushes you in a direction. Yeah. It, it, that, that's what kind of happened with me. I, you know, I, I was with a, a smaller company. Um, It was like my second job out of college and they were going in a different direction. They got bought out, and I was getting a nice package. Yeah, to to leave. So I and that that was at the time 
when I was uh, with Public House and yeah. I was managing that property, Field House, uh, Mission Grill. Okay. Um, and I was like, you know what? If I can, you know, and I was getting unemployment too. So yeah, it's, it definitely helps. So hopefully, you know, this is like far enough away where the IRS won't get me. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you know, like if I, if I can make this work, you know, I was getting unemployment and everything. I was like, oh, you know, you know, I if I... I, maybe I can make this work, you know, yeah, like for full sure. time. That's kind of how I first dove into it as well. Right. And I was, and at that time I was getting, everything was cash. So it was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I missed it. It was, it was, it was different. It was a different time. You yeah. Know? I have so. a gig on Friday. It's all cash. I yeah. can't wait. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you, you D- like different times. Now, yeah. now, every, now everything's, now everything's on the books. Everything's yeah. declared. You didn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting paid cash on Friday. Right, right. What no. were you, so what, was, <laughs> what, <laughs> what were you doing for a job? Like what was your job? Uh, I was a pharma. Um, okay. Yeah. Did pharmaceutical. Uh, research for pharmaceutical companies. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that's like you're a nerd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I a degree in uh, business and marketing from Drexel. Oh, nice. So, okay. How about those Drexel parties? Yeah. I mean, so I belong to Sigma Alpha Mu, but okay. big uh, party fraternity. Um, at the time when I was there, they yeah, just renewed. That's how I actually got into DJing. Yeah. I actually, I collected music, like that. From a kid, the time I was a kid, that's that. So my first collecting was music, yeah, and then just that piggybacked into like other things that I did. But yeah, um, I got to college and I met like the DJ in my fraternity. His name was Petrie, DJ Easy Petrie. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Petrie. Um, <laughs> it's a great name, Easy Petrie. <laughs> Easy like Petrie. Yeah, who like didn't know how to DJ. He just played records. He just played like dope records. But yeah. I had all the new hip hop. So at the time when I was in college, like. Puffy, Biggie, Pac, like all, all like hip hop was like becoming mainstream. And he's like, yo, you got a lot of good hip hop. I'm like, yeah. yeah. He's like, you want to DJ this party with me? I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. I had CDs and, and records. Yeah. And like, so we literally like, I did, there was no, bl- there was no blending. Yeah. It was there, smashing there, records. Yeah. It was just smash. It was like up and down faders, you know, yeah, was, yeah. There, there was no. There was no uh, beat cutting matching. and scratching. Yeah. yeah, there was no beat matching. But yeah. like we just had fun. Yeah, yeah. Lauren Hill, like Fuji's, like whatever. It was, it was a blast. Dude. Yeah, that's what's up. So like, I, that's, that's like, funny how that yeah. kind of shit works, man. And it's yeah. like, I have, you know, uh, I was a break dancer in this nightclub, mm-hmm. and that's how I got my start. You know, I was, I got hurt. I got hurt in this. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I was. I got hurt like break dancing. And the DJ, I was always asking him, like, yo, can you show me, like, this is when Serato first came out. And he was like, well, I'm going to teach you how to mix records without Serato first, you know. So I was a drummer, a drummer years ago. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and so I was like, beat magic kind of came naturally mm-hmm. to me. You know what I mean? So he would show me a couple of things in the songs. Because we had bar books back then with CDs. It's crazy. Yeah, I had like, them. Yeah, yeah, it was like 112 pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had them too. <laughs> yeah. I think I still have it. I, I think I'll have it at my dad's house. But um, so he showed me how to beat match and then he showed me Serato. And then I was like, I was all she wrote. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm hooked now. You know, I'm not, I, I wanted, so did, do you know how to, did you get how to beat match right away? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Cause he, you know, I know how to count the beat, like the bass yeah. beats, you know, one, two, right, three, right. four. And then the four is usually the snare. And like yeah, all yeah. these, yeah. So I was like, it was easy for me. Cause like, right. you know, um, if, you know, uh, and when I'm when I'm DJing, I'm always tapping my foot to right. the bass beat. Yeah, and yeah. Are, and like people are always like, "Does your foot like go numb? Is that why you're ba- like hitting your foot?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I'm just like that's how I count the beats." So right, like, yeah. and then some people are like, like they see me. I I kind of, I it's funny. I say it. I don't speak it, but my mouth moves. 
<laughs> before, I was, I'm like bringing in records and people are like that they're not the words I was yeah. like no I'm counting the beats idiot <laughs> I'm aware I'm a, yeah I'm aware it's not not a song <laughs> but that's funny it's like do you have a, do you have a quirk like that like for when you're DJing I'm sure I do I'm sure if people just videoed me while well, I'm sure I'm got some stupid quirks like yeah yeah it's yeah. I, it's funny too how you get you get those things like um, yeah. I, I had this weird, uh, it's like, I don't know, it's like a Twitch or something, but if yeah. I'm like scratching a record and like whatever, and like, and like I, I know I got to like scratch this song in and I'm like, I make sure my hand's loose. I'm like moving my hand around. People probably think yeah. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Tapping my foot, singing to myself with not the right words, moving my hands. <laughs> and I had this other one from grabbing vinyl. I lick my hand still, but now I don't lick my hand because that's gross as shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I tap my chin. Really? It's like every record, bro. Really? I tap my chin. Wow. I can't get out. I, I don't know how to break it. I was like, what do I tie my hands down? I know. I used to when I used to play with vinyl, I used to lick my fingers too. Wow. Yeah, and we're not talking about my cat, by the way. <laughs> it's on <about> vinyl records. <laughs> but yeah, it's like Yo. Sat, sat, shout out to Sat One. He had the trick back in Murmur. He had he, not Murmur, um Dusk. He used to have the you know, bank tellers would have that little uh yeah, cup. sponge. Yeah, the little sponge. He yeah, would yeah. use that after, you know, licking your hands was gross as shit. Like after you shake like ten people's hands, you're putting them in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was never sick back. Back then so maybe that's why i was never sick because i was exposed to all these germs you, you, there you go <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah. uh now i tap my chin and people probably think like i have an itch or something uh, it's, I, it's just your nervous tick yeah it's like a nervous <laughs> tick just hit myself <laughs> I, if so leave it in the comments or uh if you're listening on spotify or apple Podcasts. if you ever see me do this dm me so i don't <laughs> like let me know do i do you guys see me do this or am i imagining it because <laughs> it's insane man um so you don't know if you have any nervous tics. Not that I'm like aware. I mean, of. I might tap my foot like and stuff like that, but I'm I'm not like acutely aware of it. I yeah. don't know. I, I'm I'm sure like people. My my wife could probably like <laughs> Just pinpoint something. <laughs> my my if you ask my wife, she'd probably be like, "Yeah, you do this." I'd be like, "Oh." So this is a yeah. good segue since you brought up your wife. I met her for the first time at Dayload. Okay, I might have met her years ago. Yeah, yeah, really probably. Sure. Yeah, yeah. She know, had yeah. she had Cherry Elevens on. So let's yeah. get into that. So uh, yeah. one of our common things <laughs> is a, we're sneakerheads. Is she a sneakerhead too, or do you? make her the one. only reason why she has kicks is because because of, of you yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah, so yeah. what what um you collected music back in the day did that spawn your your sneaker collecting when did you start collecting so sneaks? i i i mean i always like love kicks but um i never really collected kicks until i got sober so okay. i've been uh i've been without a a drop of uh booze for 10 years 10 plus Whew. years now good for you man yeah um and then Shout out to Ryan Dorsey once again because uh, he kind of has a he has a crazy amount of kicks or he used to anyway before he had triplets. He's gonna be on the show as well. Okay, yeah. So before he had triplets, like he used to be like heavy in the sneakers, and now you know, yeah, know, things change. Like yeah. life changes when you have kids. Yeah, obviously. Um, but yeah, so like I kind of just got into kicks, you know. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, that kind of my so ten years. Yeah, I mean, ten years. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, honestly, like I. I, I collected, I had, I've kind of flipped my collection like twice now. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I, I told you, but uh, I'll, I'll, for the people that, that don't know, I, I had some really nice kicks, Yeah. but then, and I've worn like, I've worn the crap out of some of them. Yeah. And then there's others that I flipped. So when we moved from Philadelphia to Cherry Hill, I had to put money back into the house and I sold a bunch of kicks and yeah. I had to get money. 
because I wanted because I you know put a lot of money into my house. So it's, yeah, it is what it is. You, you, see, know? you know what's funny is uh, people always ask me. They're like, "You spent so much money on kicks. You have so much more money for other shit." And I was like, "Well, guess what? Those sneakers got me through COVID." Like selling my doubles, selling the stuff I don't is. wear yeah. anymore. You know what I mean? Like I've made, dude. You, it's, it's amazing. Money. I was like, I, I, honestly, like I had. So I, I just invested in something else, which I can't talk about right now. But I'll yeah. talk about like when it when it does pop up. But I just was able to flip over four thousand dollars worth of Yeezys because wow. I was like, you know what? It's time. Yeah. You know what? It's just time. Yeah. You know. But I would. I didn't realize how many how many pairs of undead stock Yeezys. I had sitting in my closet. I was like, Jesus. Like, yeah. This is- <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're buying them for your wife and maybe even your kids. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. My kids are, yeah. My, 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 so my daughter, look, my, my son, like, I get buy him whatever he's like, whatever. My daughter, though. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's like, I need Jordans. I was like, no, you don't, but I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll buy you some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is funny. I talk to a guy, the guy that's just got one guy at the gym and he wanted to buy his kid Yeezy. He's like, you ever think about buying her a fake pair? Would you buy your kids a fake pair? No, no. I'm so I wouldn't do that either if I, just, I had kids. That's just but, not me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I because I've seen some fakes. I mean, I don't know. The the fakes now are they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Jimmy Six, man, he that kid's the king of dupes, bro. I know that kid. the king of dupes. That's actually a great nickname for him. I just made that up, Jimmy. If you're listening, king of dupes and, and playing YMCA. Yeah, <laughs> the gin and whatever bootleg. <laughs> But it it goes off that song. Bro. I I gotta I got I gotta admit like it, time and place. It goes off, man. It's going off. That's crazy. I know. Um, <laughs> let's get, let's get uh, let's get off the king of dupes for a second. But, <laughs> um, so, uh, so your wife's not into sneaks, but she's like, oh, there's these are nice. I'll get those. My wife, my wife is uh, not. She's uh, she's got no time for that. Yeah, like she's she's a doctor. She's just yeah, she's you know, busy. She's, yeah. yeah. What's her? Does she have to wear like Crocs or something at work? No, I I mean she actually um I just got her the Silver Bullet Air Maxes. Oh, I love she, yeah. Dude, they're sitting right now. I know. I it, But she that's like her favorite pair to, so she wears them to work. Oh, uh, okay. I um, love that. <laughs> um she's got some They're so uh, comfortable. 97s are like unreal. Uh the 11 low the Columbia 11 lows. Love like, those too. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, there's like a few pairs that she likes um that she loves to wear and stuff that she get rock to work. And, yeah. You know, and they're so. comfortable shoes too. Yeah, exactly. I think the silver bush are nine sevens, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah. yeah, I have one Oh shit. Probably two or three pairs of nine sevens, yeah, if I yeah. had to guess. Because uh, yeah, yeah. they're not my favorite model, but like that silver bullet I actually caught it holds like a special place in my heart, believe it or not. Yeah. My uncle, um we we're uh kind of separated for a while uh my you know through family bullshit yeah, if listen, you listen I, to my family yeah. my you know episode my last episode i talked about my family doesn't really talk it was I, my dad I've, I've had the same thing happen to my family man I have, I have an uncle uh my dad my dad's youngest brother yeah um we don't even speak yeah you know yeah because of money and, and like dumb yep, shit. it's too. crazy yeah. man so my he didn't talk to, he didn't talk to me my brother my you know my dad obviously and then what brought us back together is my cousin Johnny, right? We would yeah. go golfing and stuff. And then my, I asked my dad, is it cool if I go golfing with Johnny and Uncle Johnny? He's like, yeah, go have fun. I want you to have a relationship with this man. You know what I mean? He's my younger brother. Right, right. <clears throat> His favorite shoe, Silver Bullet 9.7s. Oh, wow. He, he, every time he would dick them, because back then you could just go just buy another pair. They right, yeah, because they were just out. Yeah. They were out forever. They would out, be out for months and months and months. Yeah. He would have boxed of them because wow. he loved that shoe, and that's all he would wear. I mean, I... I I get it. 
comfortable ass shoe. Yeah. And like, so yeah, that, yeah. but I, I don't own a pair. Of, uh, I don't own a pair of silver bullets, but now they're going on sale. I might actually just buy a pair just for nostalgic purposes. Yeah. I don't know what the frig I'd wear it with them because they're like bright silver. But <laughs> they, they, they look great on my wife. I, so I, I just don't know what they, I would rock them with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, they See, look- I think girls can get away with a lot yeah. more than we could. Exactly. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. they throw together. It has their, their outfit has a little bit of red in it or something. And they're like, cause the red Nike check, they're like, oh, I, can, I can pull that off. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, that's why like there's some shoes like like I would never rock those like Cherry Elevens yeah. but like for my wife it's like yeah I kind of wanted to get them for my Phillies jersey we'll see that that'd yeah. be sick that that would make sense yeah so like I I don't wear Elevens with like high Elevens with like uh, shorts because I I don't know I have weird calves or something I have cankles it just looks <laughs> weird it just looks like the shoe goes right into my uh, calf it's like so weird I have like maybe short 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 like shins or something. I don't know. It just looks really <laughs> Not dumb. Proportion. Yeah. I, I, my legs are so unproportionate <laughs> and I think that's probably why I can't. But, um, so I feel like girls though, girls and women, like I, when I see a girl wearing like a nice pair of kicks, I'm like, she a sneaker. <laughs> like who picked those out for you? Yeah. Like, or, but I've met probably. You're like, I'm in love. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Eric. What's your name? Uh, I like long, I don't like long walks on the beach, but I love sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's funny, the girl I rented this house with years ago, uh, she was a sneakerhead too. Okay. Yeah. So like me and her, like this whole room was at one time, you probably saw the before and after this room. Yeah. Yeah. It was her side was on that side. It was packed well, up to the ceiling. Same with me. That's amazing. Yeah. And we had a shelf in the middle with like half and half, you know, it was crazy. And then somehow we fed a table in here with my turntable so I can make mixes for when I was on this, uh, internet radio show for a while. And, uh, it, you know, you know, we obviously broke up and stuff, but I, yeah. every, every shoe that I bought or while we were separated is still in the basement. Wow. Because I was like, I'm not giving, these aren't yours. These are <laughs> you don't even know Mine they now. exist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a pair of Kobe's down there. Um, uh, I forget what number. No, it's Kobe 6, I think. Okay. Um, very rare Laker colorway. You can't even find them on really? eBay or StockX, nowhere. Yeah, so I, it's like I, a, I love seeing these Kobe's. Over yeah. There. I, I leave them up there, man, because like, I don't want to swap them out. It's yeah. just like nothing. I never got into the Kobe's. I, I wish I did, but... Yeah, yeah. I still I, looking at. Yeah, him, I love Kobe's throw. Yeah. That was like he was my favorite player, and I think my, you know, yeah. uh, DJ Kev asked me on the last one, what yeah. for if you have anybody yeah, the, to sign some, undef- yeah, undefeated, undefeated Kobe, yeah. he could sign, he could sign up with a black sharpie. I don't give yeah, a yeah. shit. I'll never yeah. wear those suckers again. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But oh, she has. I have a pair of uh, her Kobe's downstairs. Yeah. It's a black yellow colorway with a little bit of silver. It was like their alternate home shoe. We found them in a Nike outlet and somewhere in Maryland. Like, sorry, Maryland. Merlin. Merlin. I mean, that that is the Merlin. That's how they say. Yeah, it's at Merlin. Uh, so, <laughs> I, 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 I don't even know how to sell them because they're one. They're kid size four. So it's like, who's buying that? You know, what I mean, or a kid size? Yeah, I want to say they're fours. And I'm like, people don't even know that shoe exists. You know what I mean? So it's like, do I just you know hope I find a girl down the road with the same shoe and just give them to the her? <laughs> like, I guess I'll just give them to the her. You know what I mean? But. Um, it's, it's funny, like, because, like I said, you know, you see a girl wearing a fly pair of kicks, you're like, damn, that just makes you 10 times more attractive. I know you you can't say that now, but uh, because you're married, but seeing your wife in a fly pair of kicks, what does that yeah. do for you? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, shit, when I met my wife, she was wearing like, uh, what was she wearing? Like flip-flops. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Would you meet her down the shore? <laughs> no, I actually met her at Cavanaugh's. Oh, Univers- Riverdeck? No, University City. Oh, wow. She, she's, she's from LA. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, she was only here for a few months. She was uh, she was doing a program. She was at UCLA doing a program through UPenn. 
Oh, no shit. Yeah. So, and we actually, I convinced her to go on a date with me. It took her like a couple weeks to go on a date with me. Oh, wow. And then. Um, so you're a good convincer. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think so. <laughs> She's still with me. So, yeah, you know, she moved here. Shit. She still believes my bullshit. So. Yeah. <laughs> she left the palm trees for uh, <laughs> yeah, pigeons yeah. and trees. So, yeah, we, yeah. Right. We, uh, we did long distance uh, for nine months. And after she graduated, uh, she moved here. Good for you, man. That's yeah, sick. Yeah. Um, Capital City, City, holy shit! Yeah, I've had that was my first residency. That was my first yeah. residency. DJ, DJ Tree, Tree, yeah. That, that so Tree is like actually how I figured out how to DJ. Oh no shit! I didn't like Petrie was not like a mentor. Yeah, he knew like what music to play, but he did not want to like. I actually learned by watching Tree. Like Tree never told me, but I just would sit there and I would watch, and I'd be yeah. like. How do you do that? How do you do that? You know? Yeah. And that's when I was like, aha. That I was my, my aha moment. Yeah. I was playing with um, 50 Cent's second album. And I was mixing his album. I was like, oh, I fucking get it. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I used to go visit Daily on, what was, that? What was their night? Wednesdays? Was there a yeah, night there? Yeah, yeah. That so was it. yeah. That that was like the the um, free pizza. Well, I, and fifty cent drinks. Yeah. It was like those pitchers too. You'd bring your yeah. cup. You had to bring your cup so, back for yeah, the previous week. So when week. I so when I went to Cavs, when I because I'm old, it was, <laughs> it was free pizza and it was like fifty cent drinks. So I don't. It probably changed after that because like people like you know there was always vomit on the outside. Oh, like, dude, it was wild. Know, yeah, people just get after five dollar cover and then yeah. just you know debauchery after that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. So I used to go visit Daly every once in a while. He introduced me to Tree, and then you know I got to like he let me Daly would let me jump on every once in a while. Yeah. And he had like these Denon three thousands with like we used to play on a rack system. We had the rack. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I, at you Tiggy know. Bob's, I used the rack. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 every I, time I went in there with my Serato, I had to go go behind the rack, unplug it, plug my Serato yeah, box yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, it was yeah. awful. Yeah. And then eventually, I, I think I talked him into buying a Serato box. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was yeah. like, I'm tired of doing this. Yeah, we, I used to, we used to play with CDs. Like, just, yeah, I remember. Oh, I yeah, did that too. Yeah, you know what I mean, because when I first started at Tiki, they wouldn't let me use a computer, so they would they made me use the bar book. Yeah, man. And like, they didn't have intros on those records, so you everything, had to get real creative. Everything with your with your ears, man. Oh. So like, I I learned like, and that you know, and when I see these younger DJs, you know, this is not a slight to anybody. This is just yeah. personal. I don't know if you feel this way. The no headphone thing. Yeah, like you do. You, you wear an inner ear, don't you? No, no. You do. Do you wear headphones? I mean, so I wear an inner ear now because I'm going deaf. But <laughs> <laughs> here's my thing: if um, it depends on the night. Uh, yeah. And if I'm just rocking, like I mean, I have I have waveforms. I have the key right there. And if I'm just like flying through records, like I kind of know what I'm doing. But and uh. If I'm going through new music, then I, I really don't need the headphones as much. Yeah. Um, it really depends. On I guess if you're doing your preparing, I guess you don't really need it. Yeah, I you know like. But so, so here's hear me out. So, but but there are times where like you need the headphones. You need the headphones. You need them. You They're should. very essential. They they are essential. Yeah, and yeah. it's like even fake it. Just put them around your neck or something. <laughs> Like I tell, I used to tell Frank Nitty that I'm like, bro, can you, can you just like you and, leave him unplugged and, and leave him around your neck? And he's a guy that probably doesn't DJ that often, right? So like, I would think that he would want the so, headphones more, but you know, yeah, I, I don't I, get I don't it, know. man. That would so he might be he might be DJing more than me, so I yeah, because I I don't DJ as often as I used to, right? So, you know, yeah, I, we, I guess we all don't, right? So, 
Um, oh, you, t- you TJ a lot. Yeah, I, I I just filled I just filled February. Thank God. <laughs> I was I, I was hurting for a while. Two for, two I mean, Saturdays I, open. I see. I'm not I'm not like that. If I don't if, if I have open dates, I have open dates. Like yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. I'm 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 in a different situation. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Like if I had like uh, if I had this as a rental property and like all these other things yeah. going on, then yeah. obviously you know I have money to fall back on. Yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? no, but, no, no, I I get it. Yeah, but you, the headphone thing, I don't know, man. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And, it, and you know, and th- like I said, this isn't going. This isn't a slight towards anybody in particular. But um, if you're well, here, I'll put it this way: if you're playing the same set and you're not switching it up, right. That's probably why you're not using the headphones. Okay. You should be using your headphones if you're not, if you're, if you're, it, you, you should have to use your headphones, you know, because if you're, if you're doing a new set, if you're doing switching up songs, if you're, 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 you're just, like, what if your cue points, if you're playing set, right? to the crowd, yeah. Well, I mean, like DMS, you can get it there right pre pre queued, but what if they're not queued in the spot no, I, that you want them? I always like, I, I re queue mine. My, my, I never, re- I mean, before going into a night, my my cue points are always like predetermined. Like yeah. they're always that if there's anything that's you know unless I'm downloading a song like right there. Yeah. Like every my cue points are the same for every song. I want to say it's Club Killers. They label their cue points. Headliner. They is have, it Headliner? Headliner. They have their their cue points like for everyone. Yeah, and like cool. they'll say like Energy Two, Energy Three. I want to say that's Headliner or Club Killers. That's what I didn't like about uh, Beatport. Oh, <clears throat> is it atrocious? Well, the, so, I don't think I've ever been on Beatport. Um, Actually, I'm lying. Beat, I get that sent beat to me. Sor- beat source. Beat source. Yeah, I get beat that sor- sent to me. Yeah. Beat source was. I I I thought it was so. Um, I did not like it because uh, they uh, first of all, well, when I was with the radio show for Double Down, you couldn't use like any of the music for the recording because you can't record anything streamed. Mm-hmm. So that was the the one knock on it, and then the other one. No cue points. So if you want to do something live, like you got to listen for it. So yeah. it, it was like this is this is a waste of my money. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I don't just it's just something. It's like one of those things you see, and it's like I don't know. But back in the day, you needed your headphones to mix records. Yeah, and like I leave my inner like I take my inner ear out every now and then, but I leave it in all night. Yeah, just turn the volume down and up. You know what yeah, I mean? just leave it in because like I think because when I don't have my headphones, I'm freaking out. Like. I'm wigging out because it's like a thing. I need to plug my headphones in because I need to hear the record that I'm bringing in, make sure I'm bringing it at the right spot, make sure it sounds good because a lot of people don't know, but in my left ear, I'm partially deaf. So like if the monitor's not on that side, I need to have that in my ear because I'll switch from cue to master and bring my – and so I'm, I'm using my right ear as a monitor too. So like I'm hearing what the club is hearing after I already cue the record up because mm-hmm. in my left ear, I'm screwed. Like it's 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 – I can hear things, but it's like – at my, my if my monitors out, I'm I'm screwed. I definitely need my headphones, and when I don't have them, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh god, wow. like yeah, I'm not I'm not at the, I'm I'm surprised like my hearing's as good as it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, right? After being in the clubs for like, you know, even when I, even when I was a I, I, when I was a break dancer in nightclubs, is that's kind of where I started losing my hearing. Yeah, is my left ear because I, I rupture my eardrum. Well, I'm sure being on the floor and stuff like <laughs> yeah. right by the you right know, by the speakers. The speakers. Yeah. yeah, it's that's I ruptured be- my. I, I wanted, it was partially ruptured my left eardrum, and it is never healed properly. You know, because I was in like loud nightclubs all the time. You know what I mean? So now. Uh-huh. It sucks, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, what I mean, I can hear some shit, but some, you know, it's like, I, it's, if you're talking to me on that left side, sometimes I like, that's why I kind of like when people come to my left side and making a request. I just go, 
<laughs> You're like, Just give him a thumbs up. Gotcha, buddy. <laughs> gotcha, man. No problem. <laughs> so I asked you to think of a couple of questions to ask me. What do you got for me? All right. First question. Um, best live or recorded set you've ever heard? Me or anybody else? You. Oh, what, me. Oof. Yeah. Oh, God. I've not, see, I've, nine always yells at me because I don't record. No, you no the best live or, no that you've ever heard. Oh, ever I heard? Not yeah, me yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah, not you. Okay. Not, you, not you personally. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Like um, that. That's been like you're like that. You go back to that. You're like, ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, man. <sighs> or both. Give me, give me your, your bet. The best live set you've you've like been to. Give me best your, live set I've been to is a track at. I, it's not even a question. It was a track at Voyeur. Ooh. Uh, okay. I forget what year that was, but he came out. He had this big like Avengers like A thing, and he DJed in front of it. Okay. Best live set I ever heard. Okay. It was insane. Like he played to the crowd. He even switched like his normal routines up because he could see that like, the crowd wasn't feeling it, and he's like very diverse, obviously. But craziest set I've ever seen. Okay. It was nuts. So if we we're going to recorded. Mm, man, because I've heard some good ones. I probably want to DJ AM's live sets, but I, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to pick which one because I, because he'd be my second live. Because I, me and I, I you know, I'd be pretty sure Nine could attest, and like maybe even you, we'd go see him at Murmur. Yeah, you know what I mean. So his live sets at Murmur, wild. Jazzy Jeff, he's another one. He has really, really good live sets. Like I like these older dudes, man, that really put these sets down. Um, like I used to love uh, the, the summer versions uh, that the guys Jeff puts out every summer. The summer mixes. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty dope. Yeah, it's got so much soul. Um, DJ XL, he's another one I listen to faithfully. Yeah. Uh, shout out to DJ XL. He's a Philly dude now at Mr. LA, Mr. Clothing Designer. I mean, XL is just yeah. He's like goaded. Yeah, I would love goated. to get him on the podcast when he comes back home. Yeah. Um, man, you really stumped me with the with the recorded one because like recorded, you can go deep. Yeah. Yeah, <coughs> I mean, I, I'm gonna I pick so one. Many, yeah. I'm gonna pick one. Yeah, I, I, I it's funny because it, it just came to my head. Uh, I want to say uh, Lee Jones put out a recorded set that DJ XL played at Morgan's Pier one Sunday party. Okay, he went all over the place. It was DJ XL. I don't remember the year. I will find if I can find it. I will put a link in the description on the YouTube because I can't. I don't think I can do that on the podcast, but. It was DJ Excel's live set at Morgan's Pier for a Sunday party. Oh. We were break into it. It was, and I was, I was, I'm the full blown DJ. I'm not a break dancer anymore. He had me break dancing. Okay. Because there was breakers there. He's playing break beats. He was playing everything, man. It was just a good vibe, good day. And listening to that mix makes me think of that day. So that's what it was. And that's when the DJ booth, I don't know if you've been to Morgan's Pier lately, but when you walk into Morgan's Pier and you make a right, it was like pick the tables in another bar. Well, that's where the DJ booth used to be, where that bar is, and that's where it was. It was like a stage. It went back before they like remodeled it a little bit, but that's what it was. Yep, yep. Okay. So shout out to DJ XL. That's my man. <laughs> Even though I can't afford yes. his T-shirts, they're like one hundred ninety. Oh my god! I mean, God bless him. I, I, <laughs> yeah, but I, he makes them with he, like this crazy like Japanese cotton. Yeah, no. Things. I mean, listen. Good for him. He's, he found his niche. Yeah. Like, that's killing dope. it. Yeah. So before we get into your second question, I asked you to bring your favorite pair of sneakers. Yes. Okay. So you want to grab those? All right. So you put, put them on, on your camera right here. All right. So for people watching on YouTube and I guess listening, you got to describe what it is. So describe right, what the is, shoe is. I know is, what it is. But. Yeah. Um, the Jordan 5 Off-White 
by Virgil. Okay. Why yeah. do you like it so much? I mean, so I've always loved the Jordan Five. So th- this was actually the Jordan Five silhouette was the first uh, was the first Jordan that I actually got. Um, was it that one? No, um, the metallic fives. Um, it was the metallic fives actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. They were the first pair. So that, and then to have it recreated like that. Yeah. Um, man, I, I, I just, I just love it. You know. Um, uh, it's just the new take on it and everything. Um, yeah. Uh, and and I I love like the old school version and stuff, but I I love like the new twist. I, I love the twist like that that Virgil did like with like the new stuff. Obviously, yeah. like um, yeah, I can't I can't get my hands on some some of the other stuff he did, but yeah, uh, it's so hard. Yeah. And, Do you have a plug? No, I I did like. I think Nick was my plug for a little bit. Yeah, you, know? you guys are like the, close to the same size, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm a twelve. Yeah, yeah. So um, he he used to have a he used to work with this men's store, and he would get twelve. Yeah, to 15. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to go with him to the to the men's store and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I remember seeing like I remember seeing like the first like Jordans I, I ever laid my eyes on, like where I was like, oh, like those are dope. Those are the military fours. Right? Okay. And I was like, uh, military blue fours, right? Yeah. There. Right there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So this is a segment of the of the show that uh, shout out to DJ Nine again. I, I feel like I mention that dude all the time, but he gave me the idea from Wendy Williams has a sneaker cam on yeah. her on her show. So I was like, oh, that should be really good if I talk to someone, even if they're not into sneakers. This kind of because like, I am, and that's something I can talk about for days obviously right. but um so it's good to know that you like that shoe because uh, i told you when you came in i was like oh man i was like that's a shoe i'm actually not i don't have many of i have right. one and a half because the second one is a as a collab so it's not really a fi- all, full five right. so do you feel as a size 12 with that shoe does it look bulky on you do you feel yeah like- i mean there's not much that doesn't look bulky on <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> that's a big foot man. yeah I'm, I'm five foot eight and i wear a size 12 i'm like that's insane yeah I, wow. I got a wide foot dude yeah. yeah so is it because it's wide or is it like you just need a 12 to be comfortable like you're really it's like both. an 11 it's, and a half yeah i just got i got a long wide foot i don't know yeah. man I'm is that hard like- is that hard to find a running shoe yeah it is and it isn't you know not, i mean they actually don't they they make like wider like running shoes you know it's like, funny how that works isn't it yeah like it's not a it's easier to find a running shoe than it is to find like like there's certain like i can't wear jordan ones like yeah me I, either i i love jordan ones i can't i can't wear them yeah they're uncomfortable they're okay. narrow they yeah. just i it's not a comfortable shoe to be yeah honest it's not yeah. what's your go-to running shoe um Nike, uh, uh, Alpha Fly is for for like the race, but then like right now I'm rocking this uh, Salcone. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, Endorphin Run. Can we see this? Yeah, uh, the Th- camera's is... actually off. <laughs> oh, oh no! No! Oh no! Yeah, it just went off then, did it? Well, we'll start it again. So show the camera again. What's your All go-to right. running shoe? <laughs> this, is, this is uh the Salcone Endorphin Run. Yeah. Three. Yeah. This thing is amazing. Um, so that's like my everyday runner right now. Yeah, it looks comfortable. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of cushion. Yeah, um, it's got a plate in it too. A plate. Yeah, um, carbon plate. So kind of like the Jordan Eleven. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, right on the on the no in like in the instep. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, throughout the whole thing. So, so that's the technology yeah. is getting pretty good with running. Yeah. Things, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I, I actually, so I call them runners, but you know, that's what the shoe industry calls them. But my, I don't have any, I don't think I have any specifically made for running, but I call yeah. them runners cause they're like a low top kind of like tennis shoe, I guess you would say <laughs> as like the old ladies would say. All right. So what was your second question for me? Uh, uh, 
Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Do you see yourself uh, still DJing? Oof. I don't know. If this podcast take off, maybe I'll be a radio host. Yeah. <laughs> but 10 years, um, I, I kind of am starting to go into another lane. Um, like I'm obviously still going to be a DJ. I don't think I'll be a DJ 10 years from now. Maybe DJing like weddings and private events or something like that. But yeah. I don't think I'll be DJing nightclubs when I'm, uh, 49, but I, who knows there's there, you know, we have mutual friends that are still doing it. So I kind of hope yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I actually have a meeting this week with a, with a venue. I'm going to try to take over the bookings there. Um, and then I'm going to use that as like my stepping stone to start booking talent. And good. Cause I feel like I had, I have an ear for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause I know when I'm off, I go out and you network air quotes for the people who can't see I'm doing air quotes. Uh, and I'm hearing DJs like, I, I hate saying this, but like mixing out of key and like coming off beat and like, if you had headphones on, this wouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, or, or maybe they just don't know any better. And you know, I, I think if they, maybe they don't record themselves and, yeah, and, and yeah. I, I, that was a big, uh, a big thing for me. Right. You In know? the beginning, I record myself all the time. Yeah. You know, uh, and that's where I fault now is, uh, cause I have these sets where I'm like, man, I wish I recorded that. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I feel like that was just a good set. Do you ever have those nights where you're like, man, that was a good set? Yeah, I, I always, I, I always like to look back at my history, um, and then I, I'll. Uh, That's something I've been doing. So uh, I've been moving into a whole crate and yeah, then go through it later. But um, I'm always trying to perfect what I do. Um, yeah. Even you know, even at this stage of my career, um, and I've kind of you know since I've been you know working with like Smooth and and you guys. Yeah. And hearing you guys like. Um, Dude, and, and and it's so cool, like to hear, um, you know, sets. You know, he he sounds fresh. Yeah, you know, even at at this point of his career too. Um, and and the younger guys, it, it's um, it, it invigorates me. You know, yeah, for sure. So uh, it, it just keeps me wanting to. One thing I will shout out for the younger guys, yeah. they're putting me on that records I've never heard. Yeah, like, and, and that's and that's important. You know, right. that that keeps me wanting to. To just improve and, and, yeah. and just step my game up. And that's to, what, um, to answer your question, to see myself in 10 years, I, yeah. I see myself still DJing, but I want to have other avenues as well. So, like, yeah. um, you know, I'm praying that this, you know, someone, the right person hears this podcast and, like, really likes it. Because, like, you know, I was watching this movie the other day, and it was a Jonah Hill movie. I can't remember the name of it. It's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And he started a podcast with his friend, and then Complex picked it up. They made it a TV show. I mean, it was obviously for the movie. It's, like, right, bullshit. Right. But how sick would that be? Like someone hears this Amazing. and they were like, "Yo, this is like a DJ just talking shit and yeah, you know, listening to like sneakers and likes the culture or whatever." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "So hopefully some, the right person hears this and they were like, oh, this guy has a great voice.' So hopefully like you know this picks up and it goes and then I'm booking talent in places and you know I just started a little bit a little bit of a wedding business on my own besides the weddings I do with Smooth. You know, I was like, I'm I'm really trying to make DJing my life. Yeah. And so, and in, in the ten years, I want to say I have different avenue streams coming from music or my voice yeah so that's what i've seen myself in 10 years yeah i think you just at the end of the day you got to do what you love yeah do it consistently and, and that's then, what this is what i love to do man yeah. i love talking i love yeah. music i love you know sneakers yeah and that's why you know um you know that's why one of the reasons why i wanted to bring you on as well is because you're not just a dj you know now i know that you're you're into fitness well i knew that obviously because you bust my balls all the time but ah. yeah you're into sneakers you're into fitness and you're uh, so one of my questions I have for you, actually, because it's going to go into you know this other part. What's right. it like balancing being a husband and a father, but still? Because I know there's a lot of people probably thinking about this. You know, you know, I have family members always say like, "What well, when you have kids?" And like, you know, 
you know, you know, I meet a girl and she's like, well, you're going to do this when we have kids or whatever. What is your advice to someone going into that? Cause you're, you're very successful. You've been doing this, you know, full time, 10 years, you have a wife, you have two kids, right? Yeah. So what, I, well, what's your advice to them? Yeah. I met my wife when I was DJing. Yeah. Um, and then I left my nine to five and just did this full time, you know, and I put my wife through med school, like DJing. So I was the full time caretaker. Um, plus I, uh, you know, husband DJ, you know, yeah, you know, took care of all the bills. Wow, that's while, powerful. Yeah, well, you know, so I, I helped get her through uh, med school and everything while while the kids were young, and that's why I quit uh, drinking because I was like, you know, I can't do all of this and 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 still party. So that yeah. that's was like something's got to give. I actually did a sober October, and it was like, wow, my life is so much easier without this. I'm like, let me keep it going, and then that just kind of. As it kept going, I was like, I don't know if I ever want to go back, and that, and it kind of just opened up more opportunities for me, and that's kind of I feel that's where my career just kind of boomed. Okay, at the you time. were more focused. Exactly. I mean, it just my life got better. And you that. had, uh, you had something that I mentioned in my last podcast is purpose. Yeah, exactly. The kids. I mean, yeah, you know, the family. How old are your kids? Uh, my my son is twelve and well, twelve and a half, and my daughter's about to be eleven. Wow, so they're pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so it was right when my daughter was like, you know, hit like a half a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, she drove me to stop drinking. Yeah, that's good though. <laughs> you know, my 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 mom had to stop smoking because she found out me and my brother were allergic to cigarette smoke, and that was hard for me DJing in nightclubs. Like I would leave and I couldn't talk for like two days. Oh wow. Yeah. Cause I was, so it was a good thing that it. It's yeah, good, good thing you can't thing. do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so going out to you know. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of, you know, the dads, the newer dads that uh, are DJs like Nick Spinelli. He just had a baby boy. Yeah. Um, Kurt is about to have another child. So yeah. he has two. So if you could give any advice to these DJs. Is there another one? Yeah. Oh, am I not supposed to say that? Oh. Is he, no, well, I think he announced it. Okay, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, breaking news on Talk of a Talk episode well, four. That's amazing. Curtis, he's having another kid. Now it gets interesting. Yeah. Now, yeah. So <laughs> if you can give advice to these new fathers and other fathers that are DJing, they might be struggling, like figuring out if they should keep going, what do you think? I, I to them. you know it's um family it you know family is first you know and yeah. um i i uh for me it was always just i i i had to cut things out that weren't important right which was drinking and, right. and the partying you know so and and i i figured that out and ever ever since then like life just got easier you know right so i knew i could simplify my life by doing that and that I could fix being tired with caffeine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, caffeine separately. Yeah. You know, I can't fix being hungover. You yeah. Know, you I, can't. I, always, I, I, I always, that was like my motto, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that, that, that's the thing. And, and if you have a good supportive wife, a good supportive partner, right. You know, I'll put it that way. Um, it, everything just falls into place, you know? Yeah, you for got, sure. You just have to have communication. I commend you for that, man. Yeah. Cause I, I, I tried she, this yeah. sober January thing. I lasted like eight days. Yeah, you know, it's you just got to get in a habit, and you got to you got to go more than eight days. Yeah, I know. Yo, obviously, you know. But me now yeah. being sponsored by like a liquor company, it's like even harder. I feel like because everyone sees well, me, like let's have a Tonka tea. You know what yeah, I mean? So well, it's like, I mean, well, when you have a, a tea, I'm wearing their I'm wearing their their hoodie <laughs> yeah. for Christ's sake. Um, yeah, but I, I I really commend you, man, because that's that's yeah. a that's a that's a crazy achievement. I don't know yeah. if you look at it as an achievement, but coming from this end of the table, it's definitely Thank an achievement, you, man. man yeah. That's like something I feel like. Um, 
a lot of people can learn from you as well is, you know, if alcohol is affecting your day to day or anything, take a let, note from your book, get that purpose, find your purpose and you don't need alcohol. Yeah. You no. really don't need yeah. it. And is it, so it, when the beginning, was it hard for you? Like, oh yeah, it was, it was extremely hard. Um, and I tried like times at times before, uh -oh. um, and failed. It's like, Oh, I'm not going to do shots or I'm just going to drink beer or something like that. And I, right. and I'm, I'm kind of an all or nothing kind of guy. Yeah. So, um, and then it got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take a break for a month. And then I got past that hump. And and then from then on, it was just like, you know, I want to keep this going. That's and awesome. It, and it was still hard for a while. But after I got, I think after I got over like that, like two month period, it got easier and easier. And then for me, it was just, you know. Yeah. That's what's just, up, man. It just made the most sense just for my family and for my life. Yeah. And that's what made it. When I just look back to what my priorities were. Yeah. It just made the most sense to walk away. Yeah, for sure. And I, I find myself now, I, I go, you know, I go whole gigs without drinking, which is great. I feel so much great, better the next day. I'm still yeah. tired, obviously. But. Yeah, I mean, listen, like, it's, I'm not going to lie. Like, there are days where I'm tired, but, you know, I, it's just easier to work out the next day. It's easier to function. Like, I know I yeah. could, if I just start moving, like, yeah, shit's easy. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up, man. That's, yeah. that's an incredible uh, thing. I, I, I think, um, you know what what's really hard for me is like being around it i think so much uh because you know we go out on our nights off you see yeah. everybody else drinking yeah. so like i i have come to find and listen, um, it, it yeah it's not to cut you off but it yeah it's definitely limited me with like some relationships in our business and it, right. it, it is what it is like you know i'm not i'm not going to describe but you know yeah like you take the good with the bad you know yeah for sure you have to yeah um and I, I feel like um, like places like Barstool, they sell liquid death, right? You, you brought a liquid yeah, death yeah. with you. So yeah, yeah. when you have that can, something in your hand, right? If I had something in my hand that on January 9th, I think it was, when someone offered me a shot, I probably yeah. wouldn't have took it because I had something in my hand. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like liquid death. You know, it's that big can of water, and it's on a bottle of water. It's, you're, everybody has cans in their hand. Everybody's doing these things. Yeah. I think it's kind of like a you know when people could smoke and they, they start eating candy, and so they get fat. Or, you know, I mean, they need that oral fixation. I think it's kind of the same thing. If you're in a bar, you have something in your hand. You're not gonna. Do you need a drink? Ah, oh, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I probably would have got through it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I think this would be a good spot to um, to wrap it up. I appreciate you coming down to Maniac, man. Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to add that I might have missed out on? No, no. I, nah, I, so I appreciate you having me. Yeah, yeah no yeah. problem, man. I, so actually, I'm not gonna end it here. Oh, okay. Your Instagram oh. name. Oh. DJ Montone, M-O-N-T-O-N-E. But the tagline. Aqua, was it Aqua? Oh, Aquafina Poppy. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where'd that come from? So Drake is Champagne Poppy. Right. And uh, I just wanted to take a, so, a sober tra track on that. You know, yeah, so yeah. Aquafina. I love it. You, I, I love You should get stickers made. I know. Aquafina Poppy. That'd be a, if you want, I'll create them for you. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, bet. I love it. So uh, wrap it up here at Talk of Tonka episode four with... DJ Montone, my man. We're going to go work out now. Yeah. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. That's my I'm going to put him on the treadmill. Let's yeah. go. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm not looking forward <laughs> to that. So, the people listening at home, uh, the links are in the description uh, at DJ Montone, at DJ Tonka, at Talking with Tonka, all on Instagram. If you're on uh, YouTube, it's going to be right here below me is my Instagram and Talking with Tonka's Instagram. Right below Nick, you'll see his Instagram. Thank you all for tuning in to episode four. Hope you guys learned something about DJ Montone and if you're having, you know, um, you know, problems with alcoholism and stuff like that, he is proof that it can happen. 
And I mean, it's, it's also proof that if you're worried about, you know, being a father with, you know, a family and everything and being a full-time DJ, you can make it happen because it's all about purpose. See you guys next week, episode five coming to you. What? Two weeks from now. So everybody have a good night. Peace out. See you guys Thursday at eight. Awesome. That's too much at the end, but whatever.